Hello and welcome to the Guilt Grace Gratitude Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are on Belgian Confession Article Number Eleven, a part of our Catechism Saturday series. We'll be talking about the deity of the Holy Spirit. We talked last week about, or two weeks ago, actually, about the deity of Christ. But before we start this episode, make sure you tune into this past Monday's last of our short best of series. With our most downloaded episode of season two, Spark Note Seminary, we talked with Dr. Vern Poitras of Westminster Theological Seminary about typology, how we can understand and interpret Christ in both the Old and the New Testaments, how the Old Testament points forward to Christ's presence in the New Testament. And this past Thursday's book club with the Roberts and Jessica Joustra of Redeemer University in Hamilton, Ontario, in Canada, on their new IVP academic book, Calvinism for a Secular Age, where they take a couple scholars and they look through Kuiper, so Abraham Kuiper's stone lectures given 120 years ago, and its relevance for theology and politics today. So let's get started on article number 11, the deity of the Holy Spirit. We believe and confess also that the Holy Spirit proceeds eternally from the Father and the Son, neither made, nor created, nor begotten, but only proceeding from the two of them. In regard to order, he is the third person of the Trinity, of one and the same essence and majesty and glory with the Father and the Son. He is true and eternal God, as the Holy Scriptures teach us. So you notice a few things in this. There's a big word difference between Holy Spirit and between Christ. And we may be wondering, why are words so important when we're relating about the Trinity? And words are important about the Trinity, A, because of the biblical witness to the Trinity that we talked about a few weeks ago, but also the distinctions within the Trinity. If we don't distinguish, and note what I'm not saying, separate, but if we don't distinguish between the three Trinitarian persons of this single divine Godhead, we will inevitably mix them. So with the Holy Spirit, he proceeds eternally. We have this in some of our catechisms and our confessions, especially with the Nicene Creed, the Chalcedonian Creed, these great creeds that talk to us about the Trinitarian Godhead, and especially with, with Christ's Lordship with Christ's divine deity and also with the Holy Spirit himself. But he proceeds and he proceeds from the Father and the Son. He's neither made nor created. And notice what he says as well nor begotten. Because who is begotten? We just read about this a couple of weeks ago in the deity of Jesus Christ. Christ is begotten. Doesn't mean he's made, it means he's begotten. He's the Son of God. So the Holy Spirit is neither made nor created nor begotten because the Son is begotten, but only proceeds and not just from the Father and not just from the Son, but from the two of them. We get this especially between John 14 and John 16, where Jesus promises the Spirit to the disciples where his Father will send him, will send them the Spirit. And it's assuming Christ's death and resurrection is ascension in his reign because his death and resurrection is what gains access to the Holy Spirit 
but the father gives the Holy Spirit. So that's, there's this relationship with the father and the son ascending the spirit, proceeding from the two of them. Again, not begotten, but proceeding from, and he's a third person of the Trinity. So we distinguish, again, we don't separate, we distinguish these three persons of the Trinity and the Holy Spirit is the third person. And because we don't separate and we distinguish, and he's a third person of the Trinity, he's one and the same essence and majesty and glory with the Father and the Son. He proceeds because he is of the same Godhead. He proceeds because he's the same divine nature as the Father and the Son. Therefore, he proceeds. He is the redeeming sealer of this Trinitarian salvation. He's true and eternal God as the Holy Scriptures teach us. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode on Belgian Confession, article number 11. We dove into the deity of the Holy Spirit, part of our Catechism Saturday series. Make sure you tune into next Monday, our first episode of season four, Reformed Church 101, where Nick and I talk about the confessional church, our roots, our history, where we're from, how we got to where we are now, especially looking at the 16th century up until this point. Where did the church come from? How was this made up? Is this brand new? Where do we find our roots from? We talk about the roots and history of the confessional and the reformed church. And then next Thursday, we have book club with Dr. Jonathan Gibson of Westminster Theological Seminary in Philadelphia, the same place that Vern Poitras is from, on his editing work of the Westminster Seminary Press book, I Will Build My Church, a primer of Presbyterianism originally written by, and you'll know why I'm saying this when you get to this episode, the feisty Presbyterian Thomas Ritherow. Four little books in one. It's a great primer on Presbyterianism. For those who are either looking into this, want to know more, or those who are already convinced and want better and more succinct language to describe why they believe what they believe. And then a bonus book club on Saturday, we have Dr. Gibson back. We like them so much, we invited him back two days later for his new Crossway book, Be Thou My Vision, a tremendous guide. And let me underline a tremendous guide for daily structured worship. You have readings from the law, you have psalms, you have prayers. It's a liturgical structure. For those of you who are not part of liturgical tradition or the liturgical church, you guys get a you guys get a, a little bit of a uh, of a primer, kind of like uh, this Thomas Witherow book, a primer of Presbyterianism with Be Thou My Vision. You get a primer of liturgy, something that the Reformed Church uses more, more explicitly and more organized. Every church, every worship service, has a liturgy. The question is, how well thought out and how close to scripture is it? So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week. Bye.
don't talk about very often in this article. It's why this is a little bit longer than our usual Catechism Saturdays for Belgian Confession. We don't talk much about angels and demons. We don't talk much about the spiritual warfare. Maybe it's because of our background. Maybe it's because our doctrine is a little bit lacking on this. But something that we should talk about, that there is a warfare. And we know this within our hearts too, not just outside of us. There's a warfare in our hearts. There's, there's a good within us that Paul talks about that, that's been redeemed by Christ, that's been purchased and our imputed righteousness is true of us. So there's this good within us, not that we've been infused righteousness in, into us, but we're being transformed by this righteousness in, in a very real sense. We're being renewed into the image of Christ. And so we have this good. We want to do the good. But like Paul, we also desire the evil. So this very real warfare within our souls, within our bodies, we don't have to look outside. Again, just angels and demons, although that is a true sense of this warfare. But this is also true within us. You're not saying you have a little angel or a little demon inside of you. But this warfare is true. And we have to think about this and praise God that he redeemed us. And we don't have to rely on, is the good winning it on my life? Therefore, God loves me. No, it is God has loved me. God loves me through his son, Christ, through his son, Jesus Christ. And therefore, this warfare doesn't remind me of how far I've fallen necessarily. It reminds me that, no, Christ has died for me. Therefore, his holiness is mine. I understand holiness. I love holiness, which is why I hate the bad, even though I do it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Go Grace Gratitude podcast. We covered Belgian Confession article number 12 on the creation of all things. Make sure you tune into next Monday, the third episode of season four, Reformed Church 101, so the basics of the Reformed Church. Nick and I will dive into deeply into the Belgian Confession, which is exactly the same document I'm talking about right now. You'll get an in-depth understanding of the confession I'm devoting every Saturday to for the next few months. How has this informed the Reformed Church? In the next Thursday, we have Book Club with Dr. Dustin Benj of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and his new Crossway book, The Loveliest Place, a book that dives into the loveliness of the local church. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will see you next week. Bye.